Welcome. You're listening to the Bump Podcast, a place for believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. I'm your host, Bo Kennedy. Join us as we go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. If you're listening to this on the the day that it airs, it'll be November 4th, 2020, the day after Election Day. Um, no matter who you're voting for, you know, I just hope that you voted, exercise your right. And uh, also, no matter who you voted for, I'm sure you're stressed out over it all. So hopefully, um, this episode will help just give you 30 minutes or so of something else. Um this election, politics, uh, all of it has just been one thing after another. This whole year, 2020, has been one thing after another. So, you know, that's, that's another thing I love about podcasts is you can just tune in and unplug from the rest of the world just for a little while. And if I can give you 30 minutes to an hour of peace, of distraction, of sanity... Um, whatever you want to call it, then I'm doing my job. So um, let's all work together. Let's all stay positive. Let's all love each other. Um, Don't lose your friends and family over this election. It's not worth it. So that's about all I have to say for it. Um, I'm I'm not going to get into politics on the podcast. I love getting into these kind of topics and these uh, discussions, but not for this show. So I hope you enjoy it, and I hope that uh, hope that things work out for this country. I, I worry about it, but I, I hope that God's will be done. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey there, believers. On this week's episode, we have Sarah on the show. That's hard to say. We have Sarah on the show, and she's talking about a ghost train experience that she and a few of her old friends experienced together. And then we get into uh, a little bit more, you know, topics like we usually do. Um, She describes a UFO sighting that she had, and then we get into uh, Bigfoot theory and other other fun stuff. So just uh, sit back and relax, and we'll go ahead and jump into it. I've always been kind of a believer in you know the paranormal and stuff and I've, I've been pretty in tune with it so I have a lot of experiences that are just kind of your typical something falls off the shelf or you know something that can be brushed off as something else but this was I think I was about 
15, so it would have been back in 2005. And uh, I'd been staying with my friend, and she lived out in the country. Um, this was, I was, um, well, now I'm in Kansas, but at the time I lived in southwest Missouri. And um, she had a railroad, an active railroad uh, track in her backyard, probably an acre from her house. And um, they were the kind of family who, you know, they told all sorts of ghost stories, and you never really knew whether you could believe them or not. Um, and they used to talk about hearing, you know, like old horse tracks and, you know, like the horse and buggy train sounds, and I just kind of brushed it off. But there was a time that we were sitting in her bedroom, and mind you, you know, we heard trains probably every hour, so it wasn't anything new for us to hear a train, but we were sitting in her bedroom playing cards, and we heard the spookiest sound ever. And her and I just kind of locked eyes on each other, and, like, we both we both heard the same sound, you know. It was just, it wasn't normal train. It was, it sounded very old-timey, like a steam train, you know, like on shows when you, you see the, the very typical big billowing steam coming out, real old-sounding, very spooky, sort of echoey sound. And so we just kind of looked at each other. And we ran out, without even saying a word to each other, we ran out to where her parents were in the living room. And they could, they didn't quite hear it because they were up further in the house and we were in the back. And so we all ran outside. And you could hear it. It just sounds very, you know, sort of echoing, chugging. And this was probably 9 or 10 o'clock at night. So we went outside and you could look. Normally there's a row, there was a row of trees in front of it so you could normally see the train you know like the colors of the train passing through and there was nothing out there there was you could hear it as plain as day you could hear the chugging of the train the steam sound everything but um, there was absolutely nothing in sight but you could still see the wind blowing off the trees and there was no wind out that night it was just like both sides of the tree rows had wind pushing away from it like there was a train there, but absolutely nothing. That is awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love hearing stories like that. And You said it was out in Kansas? Um, well, where I was at the time, I currently live in Kansas, but where I was at the time was southwest Missouri and then the southeast Kansas borderline. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's, there's probably a lot of history there with, you know, the old trains and the, the railroad going through there. Um, yeah. Them owning the property, did they have any stories about maybe there was a, a train derailment or a, a robbery or anything wild like that that would correlate to something being forever riding that track? Well, they, you know, they didn't. I don't think they knew like a lot of history per se, like on a specific event. But I know that uh, my friend's older sister, who is quite a few years older said that she used to listen and like I said she would hear those you know like an old horse carriage going through real fast with a train and I guess there was quite a few incidents they would hear things like that um, but I don't think that they knew a specific event but where we were at the time where we were there was a lot of a lot of really paranormal things that kind of happened in that area I know like just a few miles over there used to be an old school and I guess that that school is still to this day very haunted, and people have 
bought it and tried to turn it into a house, and they just move out every time. So there's a lot of activity. Um, it's, the area where we were had a lot of coal mines, um, a lot of strip pits around there. So it could be maybe a coal miners, you know, coming through. But I've just I've just thought that was so interesting because most of the time you hear of you know ghosts. It's you know a, a person type entity, not a, a train or something that's non you know human like. Yeah, something something that size and for it to have uh you know have nature interact with it you know it's blowing the trees back mm-hmm. like it's still pushing the wind I, that that is that's pretty wild absolutely so, i guess that added a little bit of validity to their old ghost stories though didn't it yeah it did i i definitely stopped to think about maybe they were telling a little bit of the truth and you know because they used to tell stories of you know ghosts sitting in their house and and different things like that, as well as just the train. You know, they would tell stories of, you know, an old woman they would see at the table and, and things like that. And I kind of just thought they were, um, you know, t- telling tall tales. And and they were really, the family was, they have a lot of Native American in their history. So they're really, you know, big into the spiritual side of things. And, and so I just kind of assumed, you know, they were just, talking it up to maybe bigger than it was. But now I definitely kind of believe what was going on after that. And like I said, it wasn't just me that's seen it. It was my friend and, you know, her parents. And I think there was an uncle that was there at the time too. So, and and it was funny because after it happened, nobody really said anything to each other. We just kind of all looked in awe, you know, because it was such a big paranormal event. It wasn't just, like I said, a something small and, and we talked about it a little bit afterwards, but it was just one of those things you don't really want to mention a whole lot because it was so so much energy coming through whenever that when you could hear it but not see it that it's it's almost one of those kind of scary things to to think about, you know. Absolutely. The amount of energy that would take to conjure up to you know manifest a train that that's something that you want to be glad that it was benevolent, you know. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Didn't have any ill will or anything towards you. Yeah, but, I'm glad it wasn't one that had the, you know, the horses and stuff at that time. Because if that was a situation, I don't know if it would be, they'd be robbing the train or, you know, trying to chase after someone. So I'm glad it was just the train and not something else coming with it. Yeah, for real. But did you believe in this stuff at all before that, or? Well, you know, I struggled with it a lot because I grew up, you know, in a Bible Belt town and we were very we're very Christian people and so we were kind of taught, you know, to ignore those types of things because those aren't something that we need to talk about in our faith, but and so I denied a lot of it and everything that I would I would try to struggle because I wanted to deny it, but it just seems like a lot of things are tuned to me and I have a a connection to that world because I, I see a lot more things than, you know, like my some of my family does. And so, you know, little things just kept happening. And after this happened, I I just couldn't deny that part of the world anymore. Uh, that's understandable. You know, and for it to conflict with Christianity, I know a lot of people have that, you know, that gut reaction 
But I think, you know, Christianity and the paranormal or supernatural, I think it all goes hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I really do. I mean, there's there's accounts of ghosts, you know, when when Jesus, you know, appeared to his disciples. He said, don't be afraid. I'm not a ghost. You know, so mm-hmm. for that, there it is. You know, <laughs> you know it's, it ties right into Christianity. But, you know, I can understand how a lot of people don't want to, don't want to think on that you know it's yeah. because we can't explain it and it's easier to just deny things that we can't explain just pretend like it, it's not happening yeah it is it's sometimes it's just easier to you know turn the blind eye but i'm getting to where i'm more comfortable with it um we have a, i have a lot of sort of strange things that happen to me on a on a daily basis um maybe not daily but you know very frequently that I try to get an eye, but now I'm just getting a little more comfortable where I kind of know what I'm looking at and what's happening. And I don't have anything, you know, evil really issue, you know, issuing with me, but um, I definitely have something that connects to that side of the world inside me. Do you feel comfortable to talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that, like, for instance, one thing, that I'm currently dealing with um, is at my work. Um, I work in a hotel, and it's not a super old hotel, but apparently the land that all of this area was built on um, had some Native American significance. I've heard different stories, whether it was you know a graveyard or a different a tribal site. I've heard different stories, but from several people, I've heard that there's some Native American um, relevance to this particular area of the property and the hotel that I am working at whenever I'm alone um, especially if I'm on a certain floor I get a lot of um, movement you know things will kind of fly across the room or um, you know shake the the trash bags will kind of shake when there's no wind Um, and recently I had a, a coffee filter to a coffee pot thrown at me um not at me per se, but just kind of across the room. And a lot of times I'll think I see somebody and I turn and there's nobody. Um, so I think that this particular entity is very playful. Um, I don't ever feel any harm or ill will towards me. I just feel like they're just kind of being playful. I know some of the other people have also experienced things as well, but it just really seems when I'm alone, it really wants to target me. <laughs> Do you think it's, you know, do you think it's maybe trying to get your attention or maybe it can, maybe the other side can see when somebody is a little more open? Yeah, I, I definitely think that if you're open and you're, you're more aware to it, then they can, they can sense that. Um, I sort of have a, a different alternative theory of kind of what some ghosts or, you know, spiritual entities can be. I don't think that they're necessarily um, fully intelligent beings. I think that it, whenever you leave the world, you have so much energy that you've put into this world already that that energy hangs out where you were hanging out the most. So, you know, if, if it's your home or if it's a different area and you're already on just that energy stays here when you're gone. And so I feel like, it's just sort of a mirror or an echo of that of who you were, it, and more than it was 
an, an intelligent thing. So I feel like this particular entity must have been maybe a trickster and, and left a lot of his energy here, um, that that playful energy that he didn't take with him here. So. Well, you know, you could be right. It makes sense because energy never ceases, right? It, it yeah. never it might dwindle with time, but it, it never ends. So once the source of that energy stops, that doesn't mean that the the energy itself stops. Yeah. So, you know, you could be right. I was I was gonna ask you that, like what do you think, you know, these things are? Uh, it would yeah. be kinda hard for a train to be explained, you know. I, I yeah. It's not a, a living, breathing soul or or spirit, but, but maybe. If you, if you think about all the people that have road trains and the conductors and the engineers that are, you know, devoting a lot of time to that, maybe their energy, you know, that's where they put so much of their energy into that the train just kind of mirrors with it too, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah like the conductor, it, yeah. it, it's his energy maybe. That, yeah. I love it. That's a good way to look at it, you know, and it kind of takes some of the uh, fear factor out for me to think like that because if it's not an intelligent haunting, then it's not out to get you, you know what I mean? Now, I definitely think that there is, you know, demons and stuff that are here, but I think that more friendly, benevolent entities are are just our leftover energy just being mirrored, you know? Right. Have you had any experiences with the – the the less friendly or harmless side. I personally haven't had any that I can pinpoint and say I know this is bad. You know, I I again this is something that I don't tell a whole lot of people because they tend to think that I'm I don't know making it up or crazy or whatever. But um, I've always since I've been little been able to what I call see evil. Um, and so I, I have this gift that kind of take that steers me away from it, um, whether it's in people or, or objects. A lot of times with people, um, and it, it tends to be especially in men, but I've seen it in women also. I see it looks like they're wearing really heavy black mascara, but only I can see it. And so I, I think I've been given a gift to, to kind of see evil and be able to stay away from it. So anytime I get that spooky feeling or that, that something's not right, I just step away instead of pushing it. I think that's a very wise thing to do. Uh, I wouldn't wouldn't question a gift like that. I would go with it. Yeah. Um, Is that in your family? Does anybody else in your family have something like that? Um, Um, Some of the women in our family have have those tendencies, um, but I don't think it's necessarily the same one. Everything's kind of different. I know that my grandmother, she used to – she would talk about she would wish something on someone not you know when you wish something bad on someone but you don't actually mean it it just kind of um comes out of your mouth out of anger and then sometimes it would come back and actually happen um and then you know my mom and my aunt they would have dreams that coincide with each other and i've had a few dreams myself that kind of sort of predicted things so it does run in our family i think that the rest of my family they try to deny it more than I do, though, so I'm more aware of it. You know, it, it might pay you to check out your uh, your ancestry a little bit. You know, you might have a really strong woman in there in your history that uh, that dabbled with this side. You know, that had yeah. a little more knowledge of it. 
I never thought of that. That's actually a good idea. And not to plug somebody else's podcast, but here I go plugging somebody else's podcast. I've I spent a lot of time listening to a uh, a show called Time Will Tell, and it's uh, that's exactly what he does. It's an ancestry and genealogy kind of show. And, you know, it wouldn't hurt maybe to holler at him or, uh, you know, send him a message to see, you know, how to go about it if you haven't already done so. Uh, I'm real into that kind of stuff. You know, I like to think that I pick up traits from old family members or whatever. And, but it sounds like you have a legitimate gift. And if you do have female, especially female family members, uh, it tends to run on the female side. Hmm. So. That's new. That is new information to me. I'm definitely gonna have to check that podcast out, podcast out, and and look into that. I'm very interested in that. Hey guys, I'm really excited to tell you about our new sponsor on the show. It's Hemp Bombs, the CBD company. Um, they make a wide assortment of CBD gummies. Um, they make pet treats now. Uh, they have CBD to help with maybe arthritic pets, pets with anxiety. Uh, they even make it in a lip balm and lollipops. They have it all. They have uh, topical solutions as well. Um, hemp bombs have been around for years. And they've recently, over for well, about a year ago now, they've revamped their gummies. Um, so now there's more product for the same price. Um, so that, that makes them the best-priced CBD in the industry per milligram. Uh, They're the only CBD company that manages their entire supply chain from seed to sell. Everything's done in-house. They do have third-party lab testing facilities to help validate the potency, so it's all across the board complied with. Um, They're located in over 25,000 stores nationwide and even some sold overseas. CBD gummies like this, they... They work in a, a, a wide array. Um, it's not just the gummies, but from personal experience. These gummies help me out with my arthritis pain from my old Air Force days. They help me to sleep better. Um, they help my father, who has been on prescription sleep meds forever, to sleep better. Uh, now, I'm not recommending that you quit your prescriptions or anything like that. But these gummies, they, you know, they really help supplement anything that you need. Um, they help with balancing your mood, help you to focus. Um, no matter what ails you, it seems to me like these CBD gummies go, you know, they, they cover it all. I love them. Um, there's a huge, like I said, a huge product assortment to help you, you know, find the product that works best for you and a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you don't like the product, just whatever you're not using, you know, contact the company and let them know. If you use my promo code, uh, it's coupon code BUMP20. That's B-U-M-P 20. It'll give you 20% off your entire purchase site-wide, no matter what you get. Um, I'm I'm getting my gummies by the quantity of 100. You know, I feel like as, as much as I use them, as often as I've been, you know, taking them every day, you know, I, I like to buy in bulk so I don't have to worry about it. But big purchase or small 20% discount by using the pre- the promo code BUMP20. All right, now we'll go ahead and get back to the show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sarah, you also talked about a possible UFO sighting. Yes, and this was more recently, too. All right. Um, so, again, you know, like I said, I, I love all things that are paranormal. Of course, Bigfoot's my specialty. I love him. I've never seen him or encountered him, but I just love the novelty of him. But um, I, I also am into the aliens. And so maybe, again, that's one of those things where if you're more open to it, you see it more often. Um, but this was back in the winter time. I want to say late November or December of 2019, um, we had to make a quick trip up to my my family in Missouri's. Um, and so we left early one morning and it happened to be um, the night slash morning of a big meteor shower that was happening. Um, it was tons of them. I reported all, tons of meteors all night. And so we had got us about four or five in the morning to drive. And it was me and my husband and my two kids at the time. I, I was pregnant as well. And so on the way there, you know, my husband and I are spotting ton of me- a ton of meteors or falling stars is what it looks like. I don't really know a whole lot of the difference. Um, and it just kept going all night. And it was just I just felt in awe over it. Well, then the next day we went about our way and, and then came, followed went home that following morning at around the same time, like four or five. And so there were still some meteors, but it wasn't as much as the first night. And we had been driving for about three hours. So the sun had just started to come up because this was winter. Um, so the sun was coming up a little later than it, than it would be in the summertime. And so it's still dark in the sky. And I seen this star and it was a very bright star. Like, you know, when you see, like maybe the northern star or very significant star, how bright it is. But all of a sudden, it swelled up really big in the sky. It was about what I would assume is about the size of my fist. But, of course, as far as away it was, it was probably much bigger. But it swelled up real big and then got small and shot up into the sky. And I said to my husband, I said, did you see that? He said, no, I didn't see anything. And I kind of told him about it. He's like, oh, you've probably just seen another falling star I said no because this went up and he's like well maybe you're just seeing things so uh, I kind of put it to the side I was still in my mind you know but I kind of just put it off to the side and a few minutes later I seen another one do it the exact same thing it looked like a star and swelled up real big and got small again and shot up into the sky and I didn't say anything to him I just kind of went on about it and it just kind of just marinated in my mind for a while and then a few weeks later we we were doing the same thing we went down to pick up my kids that had been at my at my mom's house and we were coming back and it wasn't a meteor shower going on or anything and I seen it happen about the same same place around the same time and there were two of them at the same time that did the exact same thing, just swell up, got small, and shot up at the same time. And so I didn't really say much to anyone. And, if, you know, just recently, about a month ago, one of my friends at work had said, 
oh, I've been reading these reports on all the UFO sightings that are that are going on around here. And so she gave me a website, and I can't remember the website right now, but um, you could go and pick what state, and you could push the state, and it would tell you all the reportings um, that people have called in about UFOs and, and different things in that state. And I got on there, and I looked it up, and there were a ton, probably 12 or 15 reportings around that same time frame of very similar incidents in the same area. Boom. There's your validation for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've had one UFO sighting, and it was also during a road trip. I told about that in an older episode, but what do you think that you're seeing? Uh, we've had a lot of disclosure coming out lately. Um, the U.S. even created the Space Force, and they can say it's unrelated, but it seems like really good timing to me. Um, but what what do you think these UFOs are? Do you think that they're controlled by an alien? Do you think it's government? Uh, what, well, what's your thoughts on the whole thing? You know, I, I have a lot of different theories that I like and I think are very interesting, and and I'm I'm trying to figure it out, but one of the things that I kind of am leaning to, um, and again, this gets into a whole other topic, but I kind of feel like aliens are us, but in the future. Um, and I feel like maybe the government kind of knows that time travel possibly exists. And, you know, because I, I can't remember his name, but there was a guy who worked in the Area 51, and he came out and he had spoke about some of the stuff that he did and how incredibly secretive they were even with their employees. And his job was to work on these, you know, machines that he would describe as as ways that there's no way it's logical for us as, with the information we know of right today. And, and that kind of got me to thinking that maybe these UFOs or these aliens are just our future, like us, whether it's, you know, descendants or, you know, an evolution of a, of humans or whatever, but because their intelligence and their transportation seem to be beyond our magnitude of understanding, but yet they're still here. So I kind of feel like it would be it would be something along that line. But I do think the government knows more than they're telling us for sure. Yes, yes, yes. I had to hold my mouth shut not to interrupt you. I I really believe. And there's a big difference between thinking something and believing something. I believe the same thing, that aliens are our descendants. I think, wow. they're, I think that they are, are, are they're future generations. I don't know why they're visiting. Um, I don't know if it's to right some wrongs, direct a path, make sure we have technology. I don't know. But I really believe that, that they are our descendants. And I'm so glad that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I've thought that for a while now, and I just kind of it just makes so much sense to me, you know. Yes, yes. And that man you're talking about—that's Bob Lazar. Yes, that's it. And I I knew it, well, if I heard his name, I would remember. <laughs> yeah, I think he is a, a truther, big time. I, I think everything he's saying is absolutely true. Oh yeah, and you can just listen to somebody and tell if they're sincere or not. Oh yeah, for sure. And with all the stuff that's happened to him and around his home, you know, he, he's had raids and everything on his home. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, have you watched his documentary? Yeah, I watched his documentary right before it came out on Netflix. 
um, I'd actually been looking him up on YouTube and stuff. Um, a buddy of mine at work, he turned me on to him. He says, hey, watch this guy. And so I'd actually been watching him before it came out, but then I watched it, and I'm just so glad they came out with that so people can understand it and, and hear the truth. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love it. And, yeah, I, I also agree that I think uh, I think the government knows everything that's going on. I, yeah. I think there's there's a big push, and I think that's why they're so slow to give disclosure. Uh, I think that they've they've known about this, you know, for seventy five years. Yeah. And it's just how do you explain that? Because if time travel is ever possible, that means it's possible right now. Yes. Because that means they can come back at any time. So it would be kind of hard to wrap your head around that, especially in the 40s or the 50s, you know, before this big boom in technology. Yeah. How do we get all this all of a sudden? You know, what's the the agreement here going on? And I think that with that theory, you know, the time travel with the aliens being, uh, you know, potentially being our descendants, I think that explains a lot of paranormal stuff as well. You know, um, so many things, whether it's time travel or, you know, different situations can be explained by that because if you were, if I, or at least if for me, if I had a chance to time travel right now and go back in the future or back in the past and do things, I would definitely try to experiment and, and see what I can play with and make things different. And that's how you learn, too, you know, is you experiment and you you do things to test it, and I think that's just kind of what's going on with a lot of it. I think you could be right. You know, that there's a lot of parallels. You know, people have, are noticing a lot of trends in these things, like uh, appearances around certain bodies of water and stuff like that. Like, what is their fascination with that particular area? Yeah. Is it something, is it something that's going to happen? Is it something that has happened? Um, you can look at in my home state in West Virginia. I don't know if you've heard of Mothman or not. Yes. But you know, before the uh you know, the tragedy that we had here, the silver bridge bridge collapsing, um everybody, you know, associates that with Mothman. But prior to that and I believe immediately around that you know, that, that day or the, or the next day, there were dozens of UFO sightings. Mhm. You know, what would what would bring all that going? You know, what would bring that on? It's it's not coincidence. No, no, it's yeah. not. And I think that the government, that's why they've come out recently and and not admitted in aliens or UFOs, but they have more so said yes, we're studying this and we're seeing them, um, but not telling us what they are. I think that they're being forced to that that us people. So our believers are becoming so much, you know, stronger in our opinions with the media, you know, and being able to voice our opinions and not stifled as much. I think that they're being forced to give us information, but it's just little bits at a time. You know, they, they're they not going to give us at all because that's their power. That's their control. Right. Yeah. Thank God for the Internet, right? It's yeah. kind of hard to hide things now. Um yeah, they they had total control until the internet didn't go the way they wanted it to, and you know what choice do you have but disclosure when not going to live stream a UFO sighting at any time? You know, it, it gets too much to try to, to try to you know talk away. Yeah, 
definitely. Well, Sarah, I really enjoyed talking to you. Um, we're really like-minded from the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah, it does. I I was watching Sasquatch Chronicles, and when I heard you, and I went ahead and listened to your podcast, and um, like I said, I'm a huge Bigfoot, you know, enthusiast, so I have kind of collections of stuff and all of that, and so I heard you, and I'm like, I'm going to have to check him out, and I've really enjoyed listening to a lot of your stuff, and when I hear it, I, I think that is my exact thought, so I do <laughs> think we're like-minded. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that. Hey, let's go ahead and uh, ask Wes Germer's question, since you love Bigfoot so much, and I love Bigfoot. What do you think Sasquatch is? I, I hope we don't trademark that question. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's all tied in with, with the alien theory. I think, personally, my belief, because um, if you've ever listened or, you know, looked up, there's a scientist in, I believe, Russia who was trying to study, who was trying to do, you know, make apes and I think actually I think it was chimpanzees and, and humans, and he got really close, and the government defunded him. Um, I think that they are the aliens. Our future self is either experimenting with animals and human hybrids, or maybe you know older humans and current humans. And I think that it's all either an alien experiment to try and um, learn new knowledge, or you know. I've also heard theories of their spies for the aliens. I don't know if I believe that, but they they do seem to be intelligent enough to watch us without being seen. So that could be a potential theory too, but I think it all ties in. You know, that sounds good too. You know, and to, to tie into time traveling and all of that, that would make sense with how they're seen all throughout history up until today. That makes yep. sense with how they're all over the world, you know, uh, the, the same basic beast or creature or whatever yep. you want to call it. It's seen everywhere. And, you know, if if a Russian scientist could do it way back in the, you know, in early 1900s, a future descendant of ours would definitely be able to figure something out by now. You know, our technology advances so quickly. Yeah. I mean, look at us now. I'm sitting here talking to you on a device a little bit bigger than a playing card that has all the collective knowledge of all time in the world, you know, right inside it and at the phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if we can do that now. Yes. And yeah, it's hard to tell what technological advances we have already made that we don't know about or what could happen in another 100, 200 years. Yes, absolutely. And like I said, it all ties in. Just For me, it makes too much sense. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts from and leave me a five-star rating and review. You can follow me on Facebook at The Bump Podcast. I'm on Instagram under the same name and Twitter. Um, if you have a story that you'd like to share, please feel free to message me on any of those platforms and I'll be sure to get back to you. Or you can email me at thebumppodcast at gmail.com. That's thebumppodcast at gmail.com. And last but not least, be sure to check out the merchandise that I have now. It's on my Facebook page. I have links to everything. It's on Teespring. It, you can find it as The Bump Podcast or The Bump Podcast 
Bigfoot on Teespring. I have lots of merch. I got a whole lot more coming out. Um, all of the artwork, I'm doing it myself. I'm designing everything myself. So it's a, it's a lot of work on my end, but I'm just hoping that I put something out there that you guys can enjoy. So thanks again for listening, and don't stop believing. <laughs>